0: aren't so scary. I, my hands are sweating. I was like, what's a little She's been in a panic, panic all week. week.
1: Like, oh, there's going to be so many people there.
0: It's because I said I'm shy. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we all know that's not the case.
0: Oh, yeah. Let me tell you about that. That was a little TikTok that I was practicing. So I'm going to be having a little lecture with my young adult people.
1: <laughs> um. Okay, let me see here. We're so happy to be here. Thank you.
0: We feel honored.
1: I'm getting eyes on. Okay.
0: You got it. I don't think so. Bob and I separated our parts because he said, "When we get up on stage, you always talk a lot," and I said, "Absolutely not. I do not." So we had to put Bob, Ronnie, Bob, Ronnie. So gonna Otherwise, stick with it'd
1: that. be Ronnie and Ronnie and Ronnie and Ronnie. <laughs> uh, nothing. Everything's great. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, real quick, if you don't know already, I'm Bob. This is Ronnie. <clears throat> um, quickly about us: uh, we were married 21 years, and together 25 got four great kids, um, ranging from ages, and, and a dog, and um, we're also a blended family. Um, I had three kids from a previous relationship, which we will not discuss today. Not the kids, but the relationship. Um, but anyway, we just wanted to open in prayer real quick, and then we'll get right to it. So, uh, Father God, we just thank you, Lord, for the opportunity, the honor to uh, be up here and just speak your words, Lord. And Lord, we just pray that every word that comes out of our mouth... Uh, be blessed uh, by the Holy Spirit, Lord, and anything not of you be washed away in the blood, and we just thank you that we have uh, words to say, Lord, and we just pray that something will be imparted to each person here, and we just uh, give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So um, why are we up here? Um, there's a lot of different stages in parenting, as we all know, those of us that are parents, right? There, there's the, uh, and we've been through them all and are still in some, so there's the baby stage, the toddler stage, the young child, or a little more than a toddler, I guess. Um, The young child, yeah, and then the adolescents, teens are young adults and adults. And we are currently still in the young adult and adult stages in our life. And uh, today, the young adult stage, those that are kinda 18 to 25, that group is what we're gonna be kinda focusing on today, uh, which is something we haven't taught on before.
0: Yeah, I don't think that um, it gets taught on very much, Um, talking about those young adults, the ones that are emerging into adulthood, right? And um, as I was looking back through my journals from when we were raising our children, uh, and here's just a little disclaimer. We are giving this information to you as a golden ticket because we didn't do everything right. So you are welcome because (laughs) we... Did not do everything right. We probably did opposite, but we learned the hard way. So we don't want you to have to learn the hard way. But um I noticed that one scripture always stood out in my journals, and that was Numbers 6, 24 through 26. And it said, May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. How many of us as parents need that, right? We need that all through parenting. It doesn't matter what age they are, we need that. Um, And in the past, we have talked about that. Like I said, we've talked about the blended family, we've talked about marriage, but we haven't talked about the 18 to 25 year old group. See, it's a whole different life when you get into that stage. It's a whole different life. Your kids, they're emerging into adulthood and they start discovering that it feels pretty good. Pretty good. I don't know how many times while well, I do a lot um, that Bob and I heard when our kids hit 18. Well, I'm 18. Raise your hand if you've heard that from your kids. I'm 18. Okay, but that doesn't give you a golden ticket to everything because you are still asking mom and dad for money. You still need a place to live and you still need clothes to buy and food to eat. However, however, they are emerging, they're emerging into that sense of freedom and they're emerging into an area of life that they that is so new to them, right? So they're feeling that adulthood coming on them. The drawback, like I said, is that they still need us. They still need to let us in sometimes. But as parents, sometimes we struggle with that. We struggle with it a lot. And I think Bob and Audrey said last week, that um your kids will always come back and that is so true they come back they'll come back one time two times five times they will come back they will come back Um, because i think at one point we had all of our kids and my son's spouse my daughter-in-law, and our two grandchildren. We had a total of 10 in our house, all adults, and two little grandbabies. Yeah. God bless us. right. Thank you. God bless us. Because many times Bob was like, we'd get so frustrated because they would come to us and they'd say, like, so-and-so is annoying. You need to tell them that they need to leave well, let's start chopping that number down by starting with you, you know. We had them coming to our room all the time getting text messages, so-and-so's doing this. Somebody didn't clean up their dishes. That is annoying. Bob was so frustrated one night. He goes, run, pack it up, pack it up. He goes, we're going to go get us a one-bedroom. They can keep the house. Who cares what happens here? Just pack it up. So true, it's so true. But here's the thing. When you get into those situations, your parents your children give you such love and joy through all stages. But many times the best prayer you can have is to say, Jesus, please just let me love them with your love. Let me love them with your love. Today, I can't even do it with my own love. Like, it's not working. Just let me love them. It is important, parents. It's important that we know and understand when we're in that transition that we go from being the parenting managers to the parenting assistants. Yeah. All of a sudden. We get a downgrade. It doesn't mean they don't honor us, that they don't respect us, that they don't, that they don't love us. But they get upgraded into a position, a different position, and we have to respect that. And here's the thing. We trained them. We trained them to be in that position. When they are children, you are raising up young adults, right? You're not training them to be children. You're training them to become adults. And so we train them, and we're like, oh, I want my children to be independent and strong and to love Jesus and to be so kind and caring and generous and on and on and have their own opinions. And then when they do, we get heated because why? They're using it on us, right? They're using everything we taught them on us, right? And, um, of course, there is a way for them to use it, but we still get heated because we start looking at it and we know, wait a second, the times are changing, you know, they're growing up, like they're grown up now. Now they're using that voice that we were telling them when they were little, use your voice, use your words, you know, it's so true. So, At this point in your young adult's uh, life, you have to determine that you are going to have a change of heart. You get to make a choice. How are you going to handle this relationship? Because you can hold on all you want, but it's not going to work. Because they're still going to become adults and i want to speak to the young adults too because at this point in life you have responsibility as well you still have responsibility to honor and respect your parents your spiritual parents whoever is raising you and you have a responsibility to respect yourself so you get to make choices And that's so good. However, am I going too long? Okay, it's still my turn? Okay, however. Ronnie, then
1: Ronnie, Ronnie, then Ronnie.
0: However, however, I just lost my thought. Um, However, you have to be responsible for the choices you make now, okay? If you choose to stay out late, then you choose the consequence of having to get up early in the morning and complete and fulfill your responsibilities, right? And parents, they make choices, and we have to let them flow with it, you know? Sometimes their choices are not always going to be the best, but they're in the learning stage. It's okay. We have Jesus. He's going to help us. We need to give them the freedom to fly, to fall, to fail, make mistakes. We need to give them that freedom, you know, because we have to trust that God is so with us, parents, that he's going to let you know when something's going on with your kid. We have one kid that cries when something's going on with her. Sorry, Gap. <laughs> we, have, we have one kid that would just linger. It'd be so annoying to linger, 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 and we knew something was going on. We'd just wait for her to say. But um, we, we get to... <laughs> wait, I'm almost done. <laughs> but we have to trust that God gives us peace. He gives us that peace and that we have to be able to trust in him and trust in our kids as well. Go.
1: Thank you. Uh, Again, I'm Bob. No. (laughs) Uh, No, like she was saying about, you know, our kids failing and flying and all that, you know, it doesn't mean that we step back and we watch them crash land, right? Right. Uh, We're still the safety net. We're still that support system, that soft place to land if they do fall. Because we want them to learn a lesson, but we don't want them to get hurt. And especially on those lessons that we've already learned, the the wheels we've already created, we don't really need to watch our kids recreate those wheels because we've been there. We've done that. So we have the ability to protect them when we are supposed to because we are still their parents. But at times, they're going to insist that they want to crash land, and then they're gonna do that too. So that's one of those things that we just have to be out, uh, you know, looking out for as well. You know, um, there's times when our young adults are gonna make poor choices and, and mis- make, make you know, major mistakes, and we've all made mistakes. Even her, she's made a couple mistakes. Um, and, and we've made bad decisions in our lives, right? Um, but we have to remember that, you know, God doesn't keep, keep score. And so if he doesn't keep score, we also have to come looking at our young adults or any of our children with the same heart. Okay, they're going to make a mistake. We're not going to keep score and say, hey, you know what? Last month you did this. Two years ago you did that. No. We clean the slate. It's clean and we're just going to love them forward because then they will learn. They've already experienced the, the ugly of that mistake. They already know. We don't have to keep pounding it in their face, right? So when we... When we are able to be that soft place for them to land, then there's a, there's a trust that's built as well that allows them to come and tell you before, they even, before you even find out, which, you know, my parents used to always tell me, the little birdie told me, and I'm like, I'm going to go hunt that bird. <laughs> I will find that bird. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, that's right. Um, but, you know, as they start emerging as adults, we now have a time where we have more, uh, is it right? I'm going to say that's right? A more limited control over them. And that's a hard place to be as well. Um, what happens is that fear creeps in. We're afraid of the kids growing up and doing their own thing and, and leaving us, and now they don't need us anymore, right? So that's a huge fear that, that rolls up in as at least it did for us. And uh, because we're going to lose them, we, we, we put the lock tight on them more. They're not going anywhere. And I'm going to, what time are you going to be home? Uh, no, you're going to be home at 10.05, and if you're after 10.05, you might as well be home at midnight, you know, because it's like, I'm so upset, I'm so angry about what you want to do, because it's something different than what I want you to do, but dad, I'm 25, I don't care, right?
0: Even Uh, in their career paths, sorry, even in their career paths, you know, we, our children, Bob always would hope that, oh, maybe one day they'll take over our business, the business, and, not a single one of them was interested, no. no. So it's up for grabs when we Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah so like I was saying about you know, this, this grip, our, our oldest daughter, Kayla, when she was um, engaged to be married, she was 26 living in her home. And, and uh, we were like, before she got engaged, we we're like, dang, is she ever going to leave? You know, it's like, you know, she'll be here since she's 40. But that was OK, too, until it started becoming real. And then, hey, dad, okay, I get engaged. We love the guy at least for a minute until, you know, it got, got real, right? And, uh, and so I, I put, like, I locked her down uh, like she was 12. And, and all, like we were talking earlier, her voice all of a sudden sprang out. And I'm like, whoa, who is, who is that kid? Because she never uttered a word, never great kid, never really talked back, never had any kind of issues with her until, again, she became the kid that we raised, and she used her voice. And uh, I wasn't happy with that.
0: And it's funny because she, so she all of a sudden gets this voice uh, when she's getting married, like she wants to have ideas and she wants to plan her wedding her way. (laughs) We were heated. We were heated. Uh. Who does she think she is first of all? We're paying for the wedding, and what? We don't even get to choose who gets to sit up front at the receptions. Oh, we were heated. We were hot. We went to Ben and Kara. We told them our story. They probably were like, well, what's Get going over on? yourself, parents. <laughs> oh, yeah, we were so like, oh, and she had the audacity to pick her own flowers. Like, We were heated. I mean, we can get over it. But, you know, we gave her that. <laughs> we gave her that permission.
1: So if your kids are in your home, I'm taking over a little bit. Yeah. If your kids are in, still in your home, it doesn't mean that you don't have boundaries. Okay, everybody, we all need boundaries. That's just keep symmetry within the house. But it's also the, you're the, the teacher and not the warden. And that's a much different place to understand. And, and I was the warden for a minute, you know, and i um, still going to be the warden with you, but anyway, that's not the story. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We learned through the other three. I think Gabby probably was the benefactor of that mm-hmm. um, understanding that we have allowed some freedoms because she's a good kid. She's not given us any reason to put her on lockdown. And the other ones, we weren't sure, you know. <laughs> so, you know.
0: We love them. We love, yeah. and we love your kids, too. Yeah. We're but, better, we're
1: better. <laughs> you know, we're like, hey, safe than sorry, right? <laughs> so I'll be safe, I'll put them on lockdown, no problem. Um, but no, it's, it's, it's truth. It's, you know, the, you extend that freedom in, 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 in small pieces. You know, you don't give them the world at once because the world is an ugly place. We don't want them to get sucked up and chewed up and spit out by the world. We want to give them the tools uh, to get out there and navigate through it knowing uh, who they are.
0: We definitely don't want to be in fear-based parenting. Fear-based parenting, what it's going to do is it's going to create a disconnect, Okay, It's going to tell them that you do not trust them. It's going to tell them that they're not capable of making decisions. Fear-based parenting is going to create a wall between you and your young adults because they're emerging. See, they need people that they can trust you as the parents, spiritual parents, mentors, they need us, but we can't get to their hearts if we're so busy telling them what they can and can't do. We have to teach them by sowing seed into them. You know, you're making choices, and so let me tell you, this is what I did at your age. You know, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I will give you um, the consequences and the rewards of your actions. We support you, we love you, but you get to make choices now, and they're either going to be of benefit to you or not. See, we're always 100% supporters and 100% prayer warriors for them but we have to plant the seeds. We no longer get to say, this is the seed you get to swallow and it's gonna grow in you because I'm gonna make sure I water it every day. No, they have to water it themselves now. Um, As parents, we need to trust that we put enough Jesus into them, enough discipline into them, enough teaching of right and wrong into them, so that when they do go into the world, that the world doesn't take them, but they will take the world. And they will say, you know what, we can trust God. And parents, we need to trust God. This is such a good time for us to learn to trust God. If you want to go on a faith walk, have some adult children because, because, you know, when they're young, they're right there with you. I see what you're doing. I'll give you a look and you'll turn that behavior around. But as adults, you give them a look, and they're like, what? (laughs) What? You know? So I want to speak to you young adults. There is a scripture, if you're in here, that I want you to write down. It's Proverbs 4, 20, 23, and it says, Listen carefully, my child, to everything I teach you, and pay attention to all I have to say. Fill your thoughts with my words until they penetrate deep into your spirit. Then as you wrap my words, they will impart true life and radiant health into the very core of your being. So above all, guard the affections of your heart for they affect all that you are. Pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being for from there flows the wealth spring of life. Young adults, you have wisdom around you, especially in this church. You have wise people around you. Glean from them, take from them, learn from them. Be willing to listen to them with respect and honor. Be willing to hear your parents too. And don't just blow them off and say, whatever, you know, my parents or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Um, But glean from them. Take what they have for you. Store it up. It's wisdom for you. It's knowledge for you. But you also get the freedom, young adults, when somebody is talking to you in a manner that you feel um, less than an adult, to say, you know what? Can you talk to me differently now? Because I'm an adult. I want to be talked to as an adult, not as a young child. I want to be talked to as an adult, right? We have to respect each other at this point.
1: You know, like she said, um, since our role is now changed or is changing, we become a source of wisdom for our young adult children. Um, you, uh, the, the issue with our wisdom is it's only when they're asking for it. Uh, it's not when we're jamming it down their throat uh, as our yeah. opinion, right? <clears throat> um, because when, when, when they ask for it, they're listening, they're, they're receiving it. Mm-hmm. When we're forcing our opinion down their throat, they shut down. It's click off, and you just finish. Can you finish, please? Okay, okay, we're done. And uh, we just want to sit back and be their cheerleader. We wanna, we wanna rah rah coach every instance in their life, even if it's a path that we don't necessarily agree with. That's okay, uh, because they're they're adults. They get to choose those paths. They get to choose those directions for themselves. <clears throat> and when they when they ask us, then we can give them that We can impart some some wise uh, thoughts into them. Um, you know, when they have the choose to when they have the choice to choose the path for themselves, that can be a lot of different things: education, um, where they go to school, if they do or do or don't go to school, uh, their professional desires. Like she said, they didn't want no part of my business. Okay, that's fine. Um, don't be bitter. Right, eh, I'm not. <laughs> um, and also their personal desires, and it's our job to support all of those decisions, all those dreams, all those goals, and we're just there just to assist them to reach those those pinnacles, those goals, those dreams. That's our job at that point. Um, you know, our young adults will go through several different stages when they start out, and when they decide that, hey, okay, now I'm I'm an adult. Oh my gosh, what do I do now? Yeah, we do. We got
0: Yay, thank you. <laughs>
1: um, the age of uncertainty is the first one. Uh, it's it's the, when they're in transition. You know, they're no longer an adolescent. They're no longer a teen. Uh, they're in this point where they're, yeah, t- legally, they're an adult, but they have no clue about what to do. And uh, and mostly, um, they need to sit back and, and glean from their parents, their spiritual parents, mentors, mentors. Um, other family members and friends that you trust. You know, you don't wanna expose your kids to anybody and everybody that has a voice because that could be really dangerous. But, you know, it's okay to reel them back in, you know, say, hey, you know what, I don't care that you're talking to others, but you're not gonna talk to that other because I have issue with that. And, uh, and I've been known to go talk to the other, you know. So, you know, you gotta protect your kids, you're still the parent. Um, then it's the age of instability. Uh, they're in they're in frequent change right now um, our their friends may be leaving friends they've had since childhood they may be leaving their out of their life they don't know why or maybe they're the ones that are pushing them away that's okay new friends are coming in maybe new spiritual friends ones that have a lot more grounded uh, place in their life um, their living arrangements could be changing maybe they've uh, they're in a, a dorm room or an apartment or they've got five or six of them together and like, hey we're gonna conquer the world together and that's a disaster in itself but anyway but or, we smile and we support yeah. it. Yeah, and then, and maybe it's, maybe it's a parent that says, hey, you're 18, out you go. You know, there's those two. And there's a lot of emotion that's attached to all of that and a lot of confusion. So we need to look out for that. And then there's the age of me, right? And that's not a selfish me, it's just me. Now they're at a place where they're really getting their foothold and they're seeing, you know what, um, I can do this. I have, I, I, my schedule is now kind of happening. My, uh, my life is, has a different structure. I've got new freedoms that I really didn't really know about before, but now I'm starting to take root of those and understand how I can navigate those as well. And even, um, uh, and they're starting to spread their wings and flap them. And now, again, they're standing on the edge of the nest and they're not getting kicked out of the nest. It's time for them to just start soaring, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, yeah. And then the age of possibility. A possibility is uh, f- when they're really figuring out who they are. Now they have a, an idea of where they're headed, what they want to do. They have received some of this uh, influx of, of, uh, of words from people that they trust or, you know, good positive influence in their lives. And, um, and they want to see and, and experience the new self, their new life, their new school work, even their new relationships that they maybe start forming at that point. And then there's the age of promise. And this is when their hopes start to flourish and when they have a legitimate opportunity to transform their life. Because now they're not looked at as just a young adult. You know, they're self-sufficient. They're making things happening for themselves, not without help, not without assistance, and not without, again, that parental uh, net under them.
0: Yeah, they always still need our help in some form or way, and it's like, you know now when our adult children come to us and they talk to us we hear what they say and you know we say are you looking for advice or are you just wanting to talk it out Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. if you're looking for advice we'll be happy to give it if it's just to talk it out that's fine too and then bob and i we like say oh yeah that's great that's we support them we're Praying for them, or we go back and we high five, and we're like, "Yeah, that's, that's not never happening." <laughs> but, but we still we pray. We say between us, <laughs> just between us, because um, you are you and your spouse are your best teammates. You have to coach each other and know, be like, "It's okay."
1: And the relationship between our young adults and the and our and parent as us, us as parents, our goal isn't just obedience. Okay, we're teaching that at this age. We're gonna have a lot of that. These ages, when when these kids are now young adults, mm-hmm. they're already going to be somewhat obedient. Not to say they're not going to have a streak here or there that's going to turn you inside out, but mostly it's mm-hmm. going to be obedience. And yeah. and they have, you know, we're we're teaching them and continue to impress upon them having that relationship to honor mm-hmm. us as parents, honor family, honor honor their relationship with God, and make sure that's that tra- trajectory that we're we're after. That's what we're trying to have them do because when we're not around, when, we're, when it's time for us to go see Jesus, they still need to now be doing that same thing with their kids moving up. Mm-hmm. And, um, and one of the most important things that we impress is your kid always needs to know that you love them unconditionally, that there's nothing that they could possibly do or say that would make you not love them, mm-hmm. okay? There's disagreements, whatever. That means nothing, that they have got to know that you love them to the end, no matter what.
0: And parents, it's okay to say you're sorry. Yeah. Like, I grew up in a household where, um, where the adults, like, I grew up with a whole village of family raising me, and they always believed that, you know, the kids needed to say sorry. But you know what, parents, no. Sometimes you need to go back, and you need to humble yourself and say, I am so sorry. Please forgive me.
1: So there's a, there's a family we know, and... Um had a son that uh they had a disagreement an argument and he left their family he just walked away two and a half years didn't speak to them and the the dad and the son were like like this and uh yeah there was an argument but the argument was incidental and uh, at that point he walked away um and it It was like every day for two and a half years, the parents, the family, call, text, message, smoke signal, whatever, nothing. And um, making this long story short, uh, one day dad's driving, calls his normal call of the day and the kid picks up and he had like nothing to say. He's like, oh boy, you know, what do I do? And uh, his son on the other line, on the other side was like, nothing happened, just everything was cool, right? So they meet up, they reconcile, uh, they go home, they have a big barbecue, and uh, you know, gets reconnected with the family. And it was this reconciliation, this restoration point, that was uh, kind of mirrored the prodigal son story, if we all know that, right? Um.
0: That was our son. He left us for two and a half years. We, um, it still kind of gets us. We prayed and fasted. Two and a half years, we sent messages, text messages. We called, we invited him to everything we did. And two and a, two and a half years, we got nothing. But when he came back to this day, how old is he, 29, 30, he's 30. He, we still have never talked about that time. You know why? Because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That time doesn't matter. What matters is that he's back. He's in the family. We've learned, he's learned. There was rebellion going on at that stage. We didn't always handle things right. But you know what? He's back. And we celebrate that. you You know, yeah.
1: I want to make it clear, too, my emotion isn't out of sadness of what happened. My emotion is out of the joy of the restoration.
0: Um, God restored something that we didn't see, you know, and that was a blessing for us. Bring us home, babe. So here's, <laughs> so here's what we do, okay? And this is for everybody's children. Pray blessing over your children every single day. When you pray blessing over them, you're praying the favor of God all over them. Pray the blood of Jesus over them. What's more powerful than the blood of Jesus? Your words are ineffective, but the blood of Jesus is so powerful. Pray the Holy Spirit all over them. I pray that the Holy Spirit will speak to them all through the day, through the night, And that they won't even just hear or feel the Holy Spirit, but they'll be obedient to the Holy Spirit. Because that's so powerful. When you're not there, you can't be their Holy Spirit. Um, Here's the other thing we do. And this has been so powerful. um, And we didn't realize it until we started talking about this. But... um, when our kids would go off places as they were young and even gabby at the age she is uh, and they would go places whether it's to parties events concerts wherever they went the words we speak to them remember who you are remember who you represent you represent god and you represent the hudson family so you better act right and remember what you stand for. We don't give any of that away. So I never feared, and I don't think Bob did, well, with our three older ones we did because we did a lot of mistakes, so you guys are benefiting from that right now. But with Gabby, I didn't fear when she would go off as she was younger that other people would be able to talk her into anything because we always impressed upon her. Remember who you represent. You represent God. So yeah, let's pray. So that's all we have, but we wanna pray with you and we wanna bless you and your families. So Father God, we just thank you right now. We thank you for lessons learned, God. We thank you for every family that is growing right now. We thank you for every parent We thank you for every child, God, that you are blessing and covering in the blood of Jesus. We thank you, God, for the unity, the restoration, and the ability to raise them up, knowing who you are and how powerful you are in their lives. God, we thank you for good seed sown into all parents and all children. And we thank you, God, that as they go out into the world, we know that we have the biggest teammate on our side. That's you, Father God, and you send the Holy Spirit and Jesus with us. So we are grateful and we are appreciative to you for everything you do. In Jesus' name, amen.